The following program is brought to you by Taste Bud Entertainment. Welcome to an hour of delicious conversation with Chef Jamie Gwynn. Dish with celebrity chefs, cookbook authors, and food experts, and gain inspirational ideas. You'll learn kitchen wisdom, wine education, and culinary trends, and eat and drink like you've never done before. Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwynn starts now. Pull out that checkered tablecloth, fire up the grill, and look no further than right here for winning All-American Recipes. Good morning, food lovers. A very good Sunday to you. Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana, in your radio. We are planning your July 4th barbecue with the best party food recipes made just for the 4th. Lots of great menu ideas, some fun decoration ideas as well, fireworks and food, and we are glad that you are with us. Good morning to you, Lana. Good morning. This is an easy way to get your quick fix of culinary entertainment, and just by tuning in every Sunday morning right here on KFWB News Talk 980, you can learn all the right moves from our kitchens to yours. You can even talk with your mouth full here. We're always serving up seconds at chefjamie.com, where you'll find a bevy of recipes cocktail inspiration and more and seeing that July 4th is just a few days away and the fact that all around the world people cook over open fires it's actually how cooking began and it has stood the test of time we thought that we would bring you our best grilling ideas it's still today's favorite way to cook and I think it's easy to understand why because grilling means no fuss often less fat more flavor great fun and it means a good time so gather friends and family in a crowd and try something new and put out some spectacular dishes and fabulous food and allow us to inspire you. Every week we like to start with our technique of the week, hoping to make you a better cook in your own kitchen. And I think there's no better holiday, Lana, than July 4th to fire up the grill and chill and master the art of grilling ribs. The secret to this rib fest, by the way, and this is what we're calling the ultimate rib fest, is really in the preparation and the flavor infusion. So if you'll sit back and take a listen here, you could become a rib king or queen in just a few minutes. It's all about three simple steps. It's all about seasoning, then roasting, and then grilling. And you have to start, and really the only decision you have to make is what kind of ribs do you prefer? Now, we're baby back lovers, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we like tender, fall-off-the-bone meat and the riblets that are just large enough to hold on to and gnaw on. If you like Flintstone-style ribs, you should consider the meteor St. Louis, or you could go for beef ribs if you really want a hearty chew. But for the recipes at ChefJamie.com, we suggest you choose baby backs or spare ribs. Now, spare ribs, by the way, come from the belly of the hog where the bacon comes from and they're a little larger in size and they're very meaty and they're somewhat less tender than loin back ribs baby back ribs though lana oh they come from the back side of the pig right yes and uh near the loin and they tend to be much more tender that's that fall off the bone buttery type of flavor in your mouth right and they require less cooking by the way and they absorb flavor very well so once you choose your rack of ribs the first thing to do is to check if the butcher has not removed the membrane that's the shiny surface on the underside it's attached to the bones and we've posted on the technique of the week on the website a very simple method because this is a slippery little bugger 
finger, Mm -hmm. how to get that membrane (laughs) off the ribs. And you want to take it off, by the way, because once you do, your dry rub or even wet marinade will permeate Mm -hmm. through the proteins, through the meat. You'll also get a much better chew in the end. A paper towel really helps to grab onto it and pull it off. Exactly. And it usually comes off in one large piece. Mm -hmm. Then it's all about the seasoning. Now, we love a dry rub um, because you can really create your own flavor profile. And a good rub will permeate best if it's left on the ribs for 24 hours of cooking. So I liked your three-day plan, Lana, right? Today's Sunday. Mm -hmm. You can go shopping today or tomorrow, Mm -hmm. let's say. And you can buy your racks of ribs. And you could rub tomorrow night. Right. Rub tomorrow night. Leave at least overnight till Tuesday, even into Wednesday if you wanted. Mm -hmm. By the way, we've posted a recipe for a standard dry rub. And you can make it your own. Add more cumin, more garlic powder, more cayenne, even dried herbs if you like. Or you can consider a wet marinade, which, by the way, three simple ingredients have never steered me wrong. A combination of bourbon, brown sugar, and soy sauce is good on just about anything. Mm -hmm. Like my elbow, Mm -hmm. uh, a steak, even ribs, doesn't matter. Um, But you can find all the information, again, in our Rib Fest feature. And then, once you've rubbed them... You're going to take them to the oven. Now, I know the master grillers that are planning their July 4th charcoal smoking barbecue right about now, and they've begun, you know, setting up the charcoal, they're actually shivering because I said the word oven. But the truth is, if you're a low and slow rib type, you've already started the charcoal grill and you've begun drinking a cocktail. But we have a crowd of people coming over and we want to get the ribs ready in advance, right? So after you've dry rubbed at least 24 hours or even a couple of days, then you're going to roast in the oven in aluminum foil packets. And Mm -hmm. each slab of ribs gets wrapped in its own aluminum foil packet. Right, and you can put two slabs on a cookie sheet. Exactly, but single layer. And you're going to throw in a few tablespoons, by the way, or a Mm -hmm. splash of a little bit of liquid. You could use bourbon, you could use beer, you could even use apple juice, but this is Mm going to create steam when the ribs roast. And bake them at 350 for a couple of hours. Right. Let them cool on the sheet and then refrigerate. Now, before you refrigerate, open the packets up and pour the liquid that has accumulated with all those good rib juices into a sauce pot that contains a couple cups of your favorite barbecue sauce. You've now infused either homemade or store-bought barbecue sauce with that rich, spectacular, seasoned flavor of the ribs. And that's the secret. And may I suggest something sweet and sticky. Yes, you may. In a barbecue sauce. Come to your house. Mm. And then when you're ready to party, take the ribs out of the fridge, preferably at least 30 minutes prior so they come as close to room temperature as possible. Reheat the barbecue sauce, fire up the grill, and baste the barbecue sauce mixture all over the ribs until they're lacquered and charred and delicious. And trust me, you can then sit down, serve the ribs with extra sauce for dipping and enjoy the praise because you just made Mm -hmm. really grand ribs. It's just 10 to 15 minutes on the grill at that point. Exactly. Just keep brushing with the barbecue sauce. The technique of the week, you are now a rib king or queen, posted at chefjamie.com. Some more uh, July 4th inspiration and ideas. I love Mm. your party ideas, Lana, as you're planning for Thursday's Independence Day celebration. Well, I love burgers as we do, and the toppings could go so many different ways. That's true. Uh, For any of anyone doing a turkey burger, try topping it with guacamole's some pepper jack cheese and a spicy aioli. Nice. You know, or uh, do a um, a poivre. 
au poivre. Yes, a pepper. That's it's a great idea. Like you would pepper crust a steak. You yes. can pepper crust a burger and crust it with peppercorns and then top it with grilled onions, pepper jack, and applewood smoked bacon. Okay, now I'm in. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course the basic burger with, but I like some smoked cheddar on it. You could buy smoked cheddar today, caramelized onions, lettuce, tomato, and how about some smoked mayo? Oh, I love the idea of smoke on smoke. Mm-hmm. And you can buy lots of smoked cheeses, by the way. I buy a smoked Gouda for mm-hmm. my house that everybody loves. Speaking of cheese, when it comes to burgers, I like to stuff my burgers with cheese because the burger always seems to overcook, no mm-hmm. matter how master a griller you are, while you're waiting for the cheese to melt. So you might consider stuffed burgers this July 4th, where you take like a combination of your favorite cheese and then savory ingredients. I do a blue cheese and bacon that you love, mm-hmm. where you actually make a ball of cheese. You could use goat cheese, shredded cheddar, blue cheese, gorgonzola, anything you like. And you make two thin burger patties. You put the ball of cheese in between and then you seal the edges to make a standard size burger. And you've suspended the cheese in the middle for a stuffed burger. So when the burger cooks, it stays moist and juicy and the cheese melts within. Mm, It's very delicious. And I think it is very delicious. So it's a nice alternative to the traditional burger. And I would top it with your Cook with Lana recipe this week, which I I think uh, looks and sounds fabulous and actually had a chance to taste it when you were testing it. And the topping's the best part. The spicy coleslaw with grilled avocado. Now you could also cut your whole head of cabbage Mm -hmm. in long, thick strips. Right. So we're calling that instead of wedges and throw that on the grill. It's a season of steaks is what Mm -hmm. we're calling it. And especially in the restaurant world, you're going to see a steak of everything. So a thin horizontal cut of something like a strip uh, of cabbage. A cabbage would fall apart. True. But or cauliflower, you're Mm -hmm. seeing like a cauliflower steak, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, in a restaurant where it's cut lengthwise. And then you could grill the cabbage, you're saying, Mm -hmm. and then make that coleslaw. Right. Oh, that'd be over the top. Get a bit of a smoky taste going in there. And then uh, um, it's vinegar based with mustard and some yogurt. It's really Uh, delicious. But don't forget to throw some uh, quartered avocados on the grill that have been brushed with olive oil. We talked about that a couple Mm -hmm. Sundays ago and it was a huge hit because I mentioned. And put them on top. Grilled guacamole. Yes. Yeah. Oh, avocados on the grill. Going to make you a culinary hero this July 4th. Guaranteed. I always believe you should make something you've never made before yes just try something new each time sounds very adventurous buy a slab of bacon yeah okay there we go i'm in peter luga's restaurant in brooklyn new york was the first to do it oh yes just, if you go there do get the bacon and uh, put throw the slab of bacon in a very high oven 500 550 for about 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then you could just throw it on the grill for a minute or so at just the to end. finish it it is so divine you need your butcher to cut you a good say, inch and a half or so mm-hmm. cut from the slab and roast the bacon. And then you could glaze it with the barbecue sauce from the ribs mm. if you wanted. Yes. Oh, you could put some caramelized yeah. onions over it. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. You could we, or top sliced your tomatoes. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm wow. in. You know, okay. actually, a um, good chef friend of ours, uh, there is rumor on the street. Word on the street is that David Burke mm. is opening a bacon bar in Chicago. And we're seeing uh, bacon aspects of menus, like entire dedicated mm-hmm. uh, components of restaurant menus across the country, um, all about being big on pig, which mm-hmm. I am. So mm. if you're a bacon lover, then this show is for you, by the way. You could consider a patriotic potato salad for July 4th as well. Melissa's, our produce partner, is selling red, white, and blue so you can buy 
the uh, red bliss, the baby white, and the blue baby, or you can find um, blue fingerling potatoes. And it's really oh, a patriotic way. Yeah, I love and, that. And delicious. They're and then um, how about a cocktail? What's your uh, your cocktail idea? You were talking about an agua fresca, yes. which the heat across the country would certainly lend itself well to a refreshing drink. I think this is, this is a recipe you should learn by heart and just make it all summer long because it's just uh, a, a big five-pound watermelon. Melon yes. that you cube up, and you might have to put it in the blender a few times, but uh, puree it with some water, sugar, mint, lime juice, Perfect. refrigerated, keep it in the refrigerator. When you serve it, top it with a little club soda and lime slices, and because it's July 4th, drop some blueberries in. See, I love that. Now, in the traditional Mexican fashion, by the way, an agua fresca was a fresh water flavored with the fruit that was usually left over. And when you say a few times in the blender, you mean batches. You puree yes. the watermelon. And it makes this liquid delicious because watermelon being so high in water content, mm-hmm. of course, uh, makes this sort of pink-hued um, deliciousness. And you can do agua fresca with just about any melon. Mm-hmm. It works wonderfully. Um, and mm. then I say spike it. So rum, vodka, it that's all the works kind, tequila. That's the kind of girl that I am. There we go. Um, Watermelon <laughs> goes with so many things. Yes, it does. And if you, by the way, are serving your cocktails in clear glasses or even mason jars, if you have a crowd, if you put raspberries on the bottom, ice cubes on top, and blueberries on top of that, and you fill the glasses and then you pour you it over. You have red, white, and blue. Yes, you do. It's a flag <laughs> in a glass, and I love it. We hope that these July 4th ideas inspire you. Be sure to check out ChefJamie.com. You'll find my recipe of the week for a grilled lemon rosemary brick chicken, Lana's spicy coleslaw with the grilled avocado, the rib fest technique, and so much more. Also, wanted to let you know um, that the Psalm movie, for those onophiles who truly love wine, is taking this country by storm. And it's the documentary that, uh, of course, is about preparing for the Master Sommelier exam. Well, just so you know, because it's not in widespread theaters yet, you can actually download the movie Psalm, S-O-M-M, on on iTunes and we wanted you to know. And then last but not least, don't touch your dial because there's more delicious conversation in your radio coming up and stay tuned. Kevin Vetter of McCormick Spices is going to add fabulous flavor to your backyard barbecue. Chef William Carter, the executive chef of the Playboy Mansion, is sharing Hef's Independence Day menu. And coming up next, mixologist Rob Floyd has more creative cocktails for us for the 4th of July. And by the way, it's not too late to come cruise with us. Come to take a Baltic odyssey on Oceana's Marina cruise ship. I'm cooking in the Bon Appetit Culinary Center, and we'd love to have you. Information at chefjamie.com. There's more scintillating conversation to hopefully make you hungry right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana, delighted to be in your radio this Sunday. We're all about real life, real flavors, and really fabulous parties. And what's a party without a cocktail, right? Well, we're celebrating summer, but sometimes shaking a cocktail to order just isn't practical when there are guests all around and the barbecues are blazing. Well, I have two words for you. Pitcher 
drinks. Yes, flavorful, fresh, fabulous ingredients that are combined together and made in big batches, then refrigerated and pulled out right when the first guests arrive. I think it's a wonderful way to allow friends and family to pour their own cocktail and you still get to enjoy the party. Well, Rob Floyd, one of our resident experts here in your radio and his cocktail creative is back. He is one of the most touted master mixologists in the country. He's called the Liquid Chef, and you can find him at rxliquidchef.com. And he's here to inspire us with some perfect pitcher drinks. We're glad to have you back. Hi, Rob. Hi. It's so nice to be back. Okay, talk to us, because summer's the time where you gather everybody. There's a crowd, whether it's a backyard barbecue or the perfect patio party. And I happen to love setting out pitchers, a big bowl of ice, and lots of glasses. It's great to do it that way, because you're not behind the bar the whole time. You can kind of have a great drink going out and still be able to mingle and be with everybody. Definitely so. And I love that you've posted a very all-American but Spanish-inspired pitcher cocktail for summer. It's at chefjamie.com, and you shared what you call an American sangria. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's a really easy and fun drink to make, and it's great, great, great for your barbecues, as you were saying. We made it simple using one of our favorite gins, the Amethyst Gin. So we did it real simple in a big pitcher. We took about uh, 3.5 ounces of the amethyst gin, mm-hmm. 3.5 ounces of simple syrup. Then we took about a full bottle of an American Cabernet. You know, if you're thinking of a cocktail to go with those beefy ribeyes or you've got something really meaty and delicious coming off the grill, but you don't want to serve wine from the bottle, this is the perfect substitute. You still have the richness of Cabernet, but lightened with the format of sangria, and it's really like a, like the ultimate barbecue punch. Absolutely, and it, and it goes so well with whatever you're grilling. That's what I'm calling it. Lana's laughing, but if you'd like to come over for barbecue punch, Lana, you're invited. <laughs> Anytime, really. I'll be there. Yeah, it, it sounds so wholesome that way, doesn't it? Okay, so gin, simple syrup, a bottle of Cabernet, all combined in the pitcher. All combined in the pitcher. And then um, I love to throw a little bit of fruit as well in there. Nice. Um, little cut-up strawberry, whatever is fresh from your garden or, or fresh from the store, you know, a farmer's, farmer's market. Farmer's market, right. Yeah, and then, you know, you can cut up some strawberries or some Cracker Jack berries or some red, beautiful raspberries and, and just uh, put them in there and let them slowly soak in there so mm-hmm. they can get all the flavor. Okay, um, I'm in. And the pitcher goes in the fridge at this point, right? You've mixed the cocktail in advance. You're right on the money. Okay. Mix the cocktail in advance. Let it stay in the fridge and sit in the fridge. And then just as everyone's coming out, you add your ice, and at the very end, you top it with a little Sprite. Here we're going to top it with maybe a half can to a can, depending on your pitcher of Sprite, just so it kind of gives it a, um, a little uh, bubbliness, a little effervescence, a yeah. little you know, lightness for the summer. I love that refreshing profile because it's hot. The fire is ablazing by the barbecue there. And I, I think it's a really wonderful way to sip a drink. You talked about putting ice into the pitcher itself. Would you consider setting ice alongside? Because we love your mason jar inspiration. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a great, great idea. So this is brilliant, by the way, at rxliquidchef.com. Rob gives you ideas on how to serve cocktails sort of 
outside of the box, you know, get out of the traditional and think outside the box. And you do give us mason jar inspiration. And if you're having a a huge crowd or maybe all the neighbors decide to stop by on the same day and you don't have enough glassware or there's a hodgepodge of it, then why not pull out or even invest in inexpensive mason jars for everyone to hold? There's something really rustic and casual about it that I love, Rob. I mean, it looks like a picnic to me. They're inexpensive. You can get 12 for next to nothing. And, exactly. And and they look great. When you, when you go out there and you see everybody's got a mason jar and a cool, like, mint sprig with a little fruit, and you go, wow, that's neat. Uh, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Now, also in those mason jars, we could put some fruit and do a home infusion. Summertime is one of the, the best times for a great home infusion. Okay, Lana's been up to your teachings online, <laughs> evidently. Talk to us about home infusions, whether it's fruit from the farmer's market or the backyard barbecue. You have a mason jar. What else do you need? Fruit and a great spirit. If you are going to use, let's say, uh, berry, you add your berry to your mason jar, and let's say you're going to use uh, the amethyst gin and you're going to use raspberry. Uh, it just Honestly, all you're going to do is add those together and then you're going to seal the mason jar and some people put it in the fridge or just put it in a cool place. And within 24 to 48 hours, it really uh, gets the flavor mm. of those berries out. And then another thing is I love to do it either with that or with the vanilla bean and you slice the vanilla bean open and that is just... Beautiful. Now, the one thing, if you're going to use a bigger fruit, what I like to do is I like to peel the skin so there's more area for flavor to get through and it's not blocked by the skin if you're going to do it with any sort of a bigger, with a thick fruit. That's a great idea. You're talking about like um, the surface area of an apricot, for instance, or if you're using tropical fruit or stone fruit during the summer, like a peach or a plum. Right, right, because otherwise you can get very frustrated because it doesn't work as quickly and it mm. wants to. Interesting. But if you just peel it, it, it works beautifully. Smart. Nice. Really smart. Okay, so we've covered home infusions. We've got our Cabernet-inspired sangria. I have embraced my mason jar. You've embraced <laughs> your mason jar. Um, and I want to uh, work on white wine lovers and appeal to those who are looking for a lighter sangria style as well. Inspire us with some white wine ideas, Rob, because I was thinking mango peach for a flavor combination. The mangoes here in Southern California this year are so luscious, so, so sweet. And I like the idea of mango, peach, and mint in a white wine sangria. What do you think? Oh, I think that's great. I think that is just delicious. And to have a little fun with it, too, you can either use an elderflower syrup. Ooh, nice. I'm actually almost dancing. I'm ready for (laughs) one right now. I'm ready for one right now, too. (laughs) But that's great. And then just to balance it with just a hint of citrus, it's just terrific. That's perfect. Okay, and then Lana? if I, I love limoncello. Could I add that to the white wine sangria? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Sometimes it can be a little sweet, so you might want to just kick your citrus up a little bit, but it's such a great summer for fruit that mm. you're going you're gonna to have a lot of fun with that. Okay, now I'm going to her house, Rob. And then um, leave <laughs> us with this. There. Let's all meet there for sure. Leave us with this. Sandy wrote to us. She sent an email to live at chefjamie.com, L-I-V-E at chefjamie.com, because she was excited to hear that you were coming on. And by the way, you can find cocktail inspiration from Rob Floyd on our website at chefjamie.com anytime. Sandy uh, asked if you would please uh, provide her with inspiration for excess watermelon. 
and she's my kind of girl because I think she's looking for a cocktail. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Watermelon and during the summer, it's just so great. And the things you can do with it as far as um, putting the watermelon in a pitcher and just, uh, again, as you were saying, white wine, or you can do a great spirit with it, and it just soaks it up so well. So one of the things with the watermelon I love to do is put it, uh, slice it up or cube it up and then pour a little of the spirit, like let's say I'm going to work with anything from one of our home infusions, vodka or a home infusion gin, and just let it sit in the watermelon. Okay. And then at the very end, just as I'm about to serve it, I'm going to put a little dash or a little pinch of the Maldon sea salt, which is an Irish sea salt. And mm-hmm. so you get this great, rich, sweet watermelon. You get the great spirit, and you get that savory feel with the, oh. uh, with the salt. It's just gorgeous. And then one other thing is I like to put a little fresh basil along with that, too. Do you take the watermelon out of the vodka, or are you serving it together? You can do it either way. I like to, at the very last minute, take it out and kind of pass it around and have people do their toothpicks with their cube. I was just going to say, you can drink it all you want. Pass the watermelon to me. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll take drunken watermelon all summer long. That is a a truly food-inspired cocktail with the sweet, the savory, Mm. the saltiness of the Malden sea salt. That's why we love you. He is a master mixologist, and his cocktails are touted as some of the best in the country. Now you understand why. You can find creative cocktail inspiration at chefjamie.com. You can go to Rob Floyd's personal website, rxliquidchef.com. And if you live in the Southern California area, you can experience the theater of cocktails with Rob Floyd as he teaches his true talent coming up this month, July and August, all in Southern California. Learn more at rxliquidchef.com and let us know how your cocktails turn out. Cheers to you. We're toasting you, Rob, always. I love it. It's (laughs) so nice being on with you. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. We're dedicated to delicious dishes, fine wine, and creative cocktails, always. So stay with us. There's more right after this. Welcome back. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana in your radio as the delicious conversation continues. We guarantee that we will spice up your life just by listening to this show. And we are delighted that this gentleman has come back to share with us his exclusive, insightful, and truly delicious information. You heard it here. Chef Carter is the executive chef and director of food and beverage at the Playboy Mansion in Los Angeles, California. He has been creating extraordinary food and exclusive wine offerings for Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion as the executive chef and director of food and beverage for over 28 years now. He feeds over 100,000 guests annually, and his culinary philosophy is one that is truly respected and much appreciated in the wide world of food. We are delighted to have him back on the show. A good day to you, Chef. Good day to you, Jamie. (laughs) Thank you. Lana and I are so glad to have you back because we always feel so in the know, (laughs) Chef Carter, when you come on and share with us the goings-on of the mansion. So bring us up to date. How has the summer been treating you? Oh, my gosh. Well, we have been very, very busy here. It's interesting because years ago, we used to do probably three to four large events every week. And Mm -hmm. I mean large, from 300 people up to 2,000 people. And now our parties have become more exclusive, which has given me a great opportunity 
to really push the envelope to ensure that every guest, are, from our international clientele of guests, that they really enjoy themselves while they're here at the Playboy Mansion. So we're able to touch on these warm fuzzies. I love that about you. I love that you take and have for so many years consistently taken such extraordinary pride in your cuisine. If you were to give us the general idea of your culinary philosophy, how or what would you apply it to? Well, that's a very good question. My culinary philosophy is you're only as good as your last meal. Hmm. It's always a one-off. And we look every day, I push my vendors to look for things that are unique that my guests would appreciate from our mushrooms to our fruits to our organic items to my ranchers in Wisconsin, uh, Northern California. So we're getting it all here. I like to say Hef has a big sandbox and he lets me play in it. And I've heard you say that before. Lucky you. That's right. You have the best job in America. (laughs) I I happen to think so too. (laughs) What a privileged job, really. And you've always treated it that way. Chef, we're in the heat of summer. So tell us what's best at the farmer's market now or what are you loving using from across the country? You mentioned your farmers, your ranchers. What I'm loving right now is peaches are coming into season. Mm -hmm. So I can't think of anything better that your listeners would like than to actually grill a couple of peaches and then just drizzle some balsamic vinegar on them. Mm. Very simple. Right now, burrata cheese even is screaming with heirloom tomatoes. We're doing Mm. dishes with, with nice leafy greens, a little bit, a nice dice of different colors of tomatoes in there the Cherokees, the yellows, the deep red. We're doing those, and again, we're using some nice uh, different types of salt on there. Mm -hmm. And for your listeners, another easy approach to food, because I believe in simplicity. I want the flavors of the season to jump out. To do that right away, watermelon is coming into season. One of my signature dishes has always been the watermelon quadrata. Yeah, okay, I heard about this, Chef. In fact, I was going to ask you about it. Yes, Lana, wait till you hear this, because Chef Carter at the Playboy Mansion just took watermelon to a whole new level. Oh, my gosh. The minute you start eating watermelon, you say to yourself, okay, here's what we're going to do. I listened to it on Chef Jamie's show. Here's what you do. You cut a nice little square of watermelon, probably three by three inches, And this is for dessert, by the way. Make sure that it's sliced thick, about an inch and a half to two inches thick. So you've got a nice little rectangle of it. Then what you do is you take a balsamic gastrique. Now, for people that aren't sure what a gastrique is, it's a sweet reduction of something. So in this case, we're using balsamic vinegar and over a very low flame. You want to reduce it so it's a syrup, but not too far because then it becomes hard like rock candy. So then after that's done, you let it chill down and you drizzle that over the watermelon and around it. And then you add some black lava salt to it. If you can't find any black lava salt, check with one of your specialty stores because I like the color of it. I like the flavor of it. It generally comes from Hawaii. You put that on there and it takes away some of the sweetness. So your mouth has this yin-yang flavor going on. And to top it all off with that, walk out to your garden, grab some mint, and just tear the mint. Don't chop it with a knife, but just tear the leaves after washing them and drying them and sprinkle that on top. And Mm. you've got a great little dessert. Sometimes I add a little bit of feta cheese. Now, if you're uh, vegan or gluten-free, let's not put the cheese on there, but a little bit of nice Mm -hmm. feta cheese also. It's a wonderful dessert. It's very low in fat. matter of fact, the saturated fat is minuscule. 
It's a real nice thing. I do a dish similar to that, Chef, with watermelon off the grill as well. I love the feta and the salty flavor, but the black salt and the balsamic Mm. gastrique Mm -hmm. takes it to a whole new level. And as an approach for dessert, I think that's really absolutely brilliant. The recipe I saw that you actually featured here in Los Angeles when you highlighted your watermelon quadrata had chocolate mint. And I was very inspired. And I grow a bevy of different mints. Mm -hmm. And chocolate mint is one of those extraordinary herbs that is so reminiscent of the sweetness of chocolate Mm. inherent in the leaf itself. It it blows everybody away. So you inspired me to use my chocolate mint this summer. Wow. (laughs) Chef Jamie, you're absolutely right. The chocolate mint adds another layer and another dimension to the dish. Complexity. Mm -hmm. Complexity is right. Now, I had a moment to share with you at the Los Angeles International Wine Competition, and right away you're thinking, okay, so what are we going to serve? I was just going to ask you for a pairing, and a pleasure to be in your company there, by the way. Yes, yes. It was a great day. I would do like a medium-dry Riesling. I wouldn't do one that has a residual sugar. There's a whole new classification for Rieslings now. You should, your listeners should be able to see it on the bottle itself. They're either dry, semi-dry, or they have lots of sugar in it. So anything over 6% would be considered a sweet Riesling. Anything between, let's say, 3 and 6 is medium dry. And then anything under 3% residual sugar would be a dry Riesling. So I would say a medium dry Riesling would be good because mm. you have that nice garden yes. feel in your mouth and yes. the nose of the wine. It's just wonderful. See, so. yeah, I think that's a perfect pairing. I understand, too, you have been touted as making and having the best lamb chops in the country. And I never knew that Mr. Hefner was such a lamb chop aficionado. Chef Jamie, you are absolutely correct. And for your listeners out there, Mr. Hefner grew up in the Midwest. There we go. Illinois. That's what I thought. And he was really a meat and potatoes kind of guy. And his lamb chops, I have a rancher that goes through 200 pairs of lamb chops every week to handpick for them and ship them to me. You're kidding. No, I'm not That's kidding at incredible. all. That's incredible. Are they French, beautiful baby lamb chops? They are French, but we go one step further and French them even more. I would and, think so. Uh, for your listeners out there, a lot of people say, well, you know, you need a little bit of fat on there for the moisture and everything. These are actually prime lamb chops. We get them from two places, Colorado and from Northern California. <laughs> And so they have some very nice marbling already inside of them. Can so you we, imagine? We eliminate a lot of the excess fat and gristle and trim that bone down so it looks like a piano wire. That's how well we eliminate the excess fat from it. Oh, it must be a beautiful and, uh, dish. It is beautiful, Genius. Lana. And uh, the flavor is really intense, really, really good. And for that, you really don't need to do a lot to it. When fresh English peas are in season, we saute the peas. We either offer a baked potato or we do fresh whipped potatoes for him on it. And then we serve a very light uh, juice that's been infused with a little bit of garden rosemary. And there's no mint jelly? No, not on this one. No, Mr. Hefner, you know, it's, that's a good question. Uh, Lana, the mint jelly, we when we serve his lamb chops to his guests in the evening... They will ask, request mint jelly. Sometimes I'll make my own mint jelly, and oh, sometimes, nice. as the English, a mint sauce. Yes, mm-hmm. lovely. And then, but really, they all kind of like what Mr. Hefner likes, which we call it a rosemary juice. It's a very light beef broth that we make from our stocks here, 
and uh, we infuse it with rosemary. But you got to be careful about the rosemary. You don't want it to sit and stew in it too long, um, steep in it too long, excuse me. Right. It becomes too overly herbaceous. I wonder, Chef, if you would, with about a minute or so left here, I know that there is a big July 4th extravaganza, private party, of course, being held at the Playboy Mansion, highlighting your best dishes. Will the lamb chops in question be on that menu? No, actually, we go all American on the 4th of July. It's a red, white, and blue theme. We're going to have a crispy firefly chicken with a citrus barbecue sauce. We're going to have applewood smoked baby back ribs with a Jim Beam barbecue sauce. We're making two different styles. We do a a red marble potato salad. We do vegetarian baked beans, green bean. We have knee-high by the 4th of July, corn on the cob. So, and then we have, a, you know, just a classic, very American salad, iceberg romaine, cucumber, tomato with like a red wine dressing and a ranch dressing on the sides for people to choose from it. You're right, it's exclusive, but maybe the invitation's coming in the mail to you. Yeah, okay, well, we'll wait for it, Chef. Well, let me walk out to the, uh, and I, to the and mailbox. I, and I, yeah, stand by the I'll mailbox. I'll be waiting. But, uh, <laughs> the, 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 to top it all off, when everything's all done, we have, uh, of course, American pies, but we have a fireworks display in his backyard at the Playboy Mansion oh. for 30 minutes synchronized to music. And uh, the fire department is on standby, of course, at all times. But yeah. because we back up to a golf course, there's really not a chance of fire happening. So, But it's, it's a spectacular night. I have no problem staffing for this. It's a long day for people, but we have a blast. I can't imagine that you have anything other than an extraordinary evening, and we know that your menu is a perfect match to that. We do bring you the greatest culinary thinkers and inside scoop on this show, and you heard it here. He is Chef William Bloxham Carter, the executive chef and director of food and beverage at the Playboy Mansion in Los Angeles, and we are always delighted, Chef, when you bring us your inside scoop, when you share with us your menus, when you inspire us. We wish you a delicious summer, and you have an open invitation on this radio show anytime. Chef Jamie and Lana, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. It was a pleasure. pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you you soon. Have a wonderful afternoon. And the same to you and a very happy July 4th to you and the Playboy Mansion. You heard it here. You can thank me later. Chef Jamie Grant along with Lana in your radio. You wouldn't dare touch your dial. Now would you? In your radio with delicious conversation, Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana. Want to elevate your game on the grates this summer? Well, the McCormick Kitchens offer really easy techniques and unique trends and lots of bold recipes to help you add flavor to your grilled creations. The gentleman, the man who leads the team of McCormick chefs is a grand griller, in fact. And he joins us once again, Chef Kevin Vetter, in your radio in the heat of summer. We're glad to have you, Kevin. Welcome back. Hi, Jamie. Great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yes, of course. Okay, so Lana and I wanted to continue the conversation about the 2013 grilling flavor forecast. You mentioned pecan wood last time you were on and the idea of infusing new and unique wood flavors. And uh, we've been playing with almond wood and apple wood this summer, too. And I agree with you. There's a beautiful subtlety that can be added with smoke. Tell us what else reigned supreme on your flavor forecast. What should we be grilling in the depths of summer? Continuing down that that smoke theme. Smoked tomato is, is one that we absolutely love. It brings so much depth of character. Summer is the perfect time to, to get um, you know, great tomatoes. In California, you're, you're a bit more blessed to have that great produce year-round. On the East Coast, 
I love stopping at those little farm stands, mm. picking up the best tomatoes, adding a little bit of smoke to them is wonderful. Sweet tea is another ingredient that we really think, you know, has some great legs and, and just beyond the glass as well. We, we've got a, you know, marinades with sweet tea. I know some chefs that actually brine their chicken with sweet tea and just taking that into other avenues of exploration, barbecue sauces, different condiments. It's really a flavor that, that you know, is great. Uh, another one is white peach. You know, peaches during the summer are fantastic, and you can do so many different things with with a great fresh peach, whether you're making a, a salsa to go on steak or pork or ribs, or you're actually charring those uh, on the grill that really brings this nice, rich flavor to it. Uh, one of the trends that we've explored for this year's McCormick Grilling Flavor Forecast is charred fruit drinks. So actually taking fruit and charring it on the grill before you're making uh, different cocktails. Couple okay, wait, 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 you know. wait. Hold on, Chef. Uh, uh, we got, okay. We've got to capture the essence of summer and all of this in this culinary conversation. We grill got fruit it. for everything. I love to grill yeah, fruit okay. to pair along with pork. Um, I love to yep. grill fruit to make jam. But I have not grilled fruit to create a cocktail concoction yet. So you're actually grilling the fruit. Is it pineapple, stone fruit, berries in a packet? What is it? All of the above. Okay. If you go to grillingflavorforecast.com, we've got great information there about what fruits grow really well and how long to grill each fruit. And then when you look to the left, we've got these great cocktails. So actually taking a summer sangria and using that with grilled fruit rather than just fresh fruit. Oh, uh, that sounds killer. Isn't that great? Oh, I love it. We've got a great tiki torch pina colada, so grilling the pineapple before you blend up your, your rich, creamy pina colada. And then if you wanted something not alcoholic, we've got this great fresh lemonade with grilled lemons and watermelon and really just changes the overall flavor. It's still great and refreshing, but it's just kind of unique and, and really tasty. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, grilled lemons go on my Tuscan brick chicken, backbone deboned from a whole chicken flat on the grill um, and then weighed down with the cast iron skillet or the foil wrapped brick that many great grillers keep outside by the backyard barbecue. And grilled lemons are sort of the finishing touch. But they're always savory to me. I love the idea of offering them for the sweeter side. One of the other things I know that growing is, is something that people do, you know, maybe on the holidays, maybe seasonal, again, depending on whether you're living in the Midwest or, or whether you're sunny 365 days a year. Growing is one of those things that is every day, and it's not just a special occasion. We really wanted to show people how to make food every day, but make it special. We've got this technique we call five-minute marinating, and we know, we all know that you can marinate from 30 minutes to overnight, but what we've done is we're showing folks how to actually take their protein, put it into a Ziploc bag, and, you know, add your add your rub into it. We can take your Gromate Sweet and Smoky or you know one of the other great rubs, press all the air out, zip that up, and then give it the massage that you want at the end of a really hard day. <laughs> Just work it for like five minutes. What you're doing is you're working that rub into the chicken. You're working the marinade into the chicken. And in five minutes, you're just going to have great, great depth of flavor that can go right out to the grill. So in the time it takes you to heat up the grill, you've got this great, you know, deeply penetrated marinade in your chicken or your pork or if you're doing a skirt steak. It's, it's just a great technique to introduce great flavor into what's getting ready to go onto the grill. It's really a testament to the Japanese Kobe-style beef, right? I mean, we know that that meat gets massaged, and so its fat and flavor is really 
just so complex and truly deep and full of depth. Uh, but I love the idea of massaging the meat because you can actually open up the pores of the protein and exactly. infuse all the flavor in, from the bag. I love the five-minute marinade idea, and I think uh, it's perfect for uh, holidays and for weeknight grilling too. Share with us a couple of other ideas just to get a great grilled meal on the table in minutes. Sure. Another thing is DIY condiments. So you've got something going on the grill. You've got a steak on there. You've got a burger on there. You know, go to the refrigerator and, and whip up something unexpected and, and kind of great. Grab a couple of, of rubs or seasonings from grill mates out of the, the pantry. And just, you know, with four ingredients, you can make just really dynamite southwest mayo or herb mustard. We've got this smokehouse maple seasoning that if you add that to a little bit of mayo, it just really gives you this great sweet and smoky uh, sauce to go on top of um, a burger. We've got a recipe online for a, a smoky tomato ketchup with poblano chili, which is a, a little bit more complex. You're actually smoking some of the tomatoes on your grill and and making a nice chunky ketchup. But, you know, there's nothing nothing better than a, a great homemade ketchup. It's got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of depth of, of character to it. And it's so easy. I mean, people can actually make their own condiments. You know, if you go back to, to grillingflavorforecast.com, again, we've got just a ton of different recipes that are three, four, even sometimes even two ingredients that really take your grilling to the next level. Okay, and you can take s'mores to a whole new level, too. <laughs> I'm loving these social s'mores. You've really taken a twist Isn't on that the... Fun? That's really fun, the nostalgic treat that we all love and it's a play on it um, but I do my s'mores off the grill too raspberry jam grilled peaches marshmallow cream and shortbread cookies will no doubt make a peach melba s'more I say to live for that looks incredible Kevin that's such a fun idea too you know and that's something that you can do easily just for the family or if you're having a big block party and you've got tons of friends Fabulous. You know, it, it takes you back to being a fun kid it's so easy just take some vanilla and mix it in with the marshmallow cream and then just go crazy with the ingredients people love to build their own and it takes you back to just having a good time and to me that's what grilling is all about is spending time with family and friends and creating some great memories around food and you know, just having a great experience. We love that McCormick is setting the bar high for all of us that love to grill. You are no doubt elevating our ability to become a grill master with the best techniques to heat up the grates all season long. You can go to grillingflavorforecast.com or click through from chefjamie.com where we've posted some of the best McCormick grilling recipes and the link through again to grillingflavorforecast.com com for everything you need from flavors to watch for five minute marinating charred fruit drinks social s'mores bread on the grill and more kevin incredible information thank you for making our dishes come alive with flavor we hope to have you back again soon well thank you jamie and lana i, I certainly appreciate it it's really incredible information. Check out McCormick's Grilling Flavor Forecast. Again, grillingflavorforecast.com. We hope that we've inspired you to get cooking. It's our intention to make summer last forever. So stay tuned for every Sunday's delicious conversation. And be sure to check out the website as we're always serving up seconds, we like to say, at chefjamie.com, C-H-E-F-J-A-M-I-E.com. We'll leave you with our last bite, usually an ounce of culinary wisdom that might make your dishes come alive with flavor. I love the idea, Lana, of sausages for a starter, just throwing some sausages on the grill and then slicing them thin and putting out, you know, a variety of mustards as a snack. Also, slicing them and putting them into a pasta salad. 
Oh, that'd be a perfect. pasta salad or just laying them on top. It's wonderful as a buffet item. Yeah, beautiful. And then also you could do a sausage and pepper sandwich. You could mm. do hoagies. I mean, you could do lots of good and delicious stuff with uh, sausages coming alive with flavor on your grill. We hope you'll tune in next Sunday when we celebrate Bastille Day and also when our resident pastry chef, Abby Dodge, joins us with some sweet summer surprises. In fact, Anne, we're going to talk wine and the best wines to fill your summer glass. So please do tune in. Again, you can find delicious inspiration at chefjamie.com and we thank you for listening. In advance of July 4th, we thank all of those who have given their lives, of course, to keep us in the land of the free and the home of the brave, living the lives that we love. And we hope that you gather with friends and family and enjoy everything delicious off the grill. On behalf of Lana, I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off. We thank you for listening, and we hope you continue to eat well. The preceding program has been brought to you by Taste Bud Entertainment.